So, yeah, we gathered here in the 919 where we take our time, sit back, relax as they spit their facts. Trust me, you be coming back. Got my man Max Weezy, keeping everything on track. For sports to pop culture, matter where you at. iPhone to Android, you can play it back. DJ Relevant on the ones and twos, can bring a smile to your day. If you feeling blue, true, we in the 919. What you gonna do? Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. 919 at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Number nine at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Let's rock, we at the barbershop. Stay tuned. All right, all right, all right. It's your man, Max Weezy. Live from the 919 where everything is fine. Welcome to the Barbershop Podcast. And um, I, I always said live when I did these podcasts and like a lot of times they were pre-recorded, but I can't officially say that this is live because I am recording it live on an app called Locker Room. And if you've been listening uh, recently, I've talked about Locker Room um, and I've done a lot more sports content on the podcast um, because I've you know met a lot of great people. Um, on Locker Room, and, and if you're wondering what it is, and this is your first time listening as I've recorded on Locker Room, um, it is an app where you can do just what I'm doing now, record uh, live shows and just really talk about anything, but it, it really is more geared towards sports content, and uh, today I am sitting down with the founder of Locker Room, Howard Akumia. I hope I didn't mess that up, did I? You did it right. Awesome. Well, <laughs> Howard, man, welcome to the barbershop. Thank you. Haven't been in a barbershop in a while because I'm going bald, but nice to be here. Are you going bald by by choice or like are you are you just like no? Are, no. Like, I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm like 2011 LeBron. It's not by choice. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, like, so, well, tell me this. Like, what's a typical day like for you? Like, what, like, what, what are you up to? What's, what's happening in your world right now? Uh, what's happening right now is we've got about thirty minutes to talk about this on this podcast before I have to get on another call. So, you know, my, 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 a, a day in the life of, uh, or a day at running locker room is pretty standard i would say basically you know in the morning our team has a morning stand-up where we discuss all of the things that we're going to build for the great users of our platform like you we talk about issues that we've been facing and i usually lead that meeting and uh you know we try to set a set a focus for what we're going to do for the day and then after that first team meeting basically the goal is to like get everybody kind of aligned on what they need to work on internally and then uh, I do a lot of stuff that is external facing for the company. So whether that's like meetings with investors or interviewing potential candidates to join the team or uh, talking to other companies and entities about partnerships and interesting deals like that. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what I do throughout the course of the day. But I spend a lot. I mean, I spend all of my time in front of a computer on slack connected to the team and everybody to help us figure out what to do i think that's uh, that's what, the, what my day is like i think it's interesting that you mentioned like you know the work that you kind of do externally because what's sort of impressed me about locker room is that 
I mean, er- early on, but you know, even even after we we sort of like hit the app store and everything like that, you know, there's just uh, a variety of so many people on here that are really knowledgeable. You know, you know, some people, some names that you know people might recognize in the, in the sports, you know, journal world. Um, you know that that I, I listen to on a daily basis, like Keith Smith, who does NBA, like uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Goodman, who does college about college basketball and in mm-hmm. NBA a little bit, like Jeff Darlington, um, who who comes on and talks NFL. I think it's just so cool, and I mean, you've got the Golden State Warriors on here as well that that come on and do uh, stuff on here, you know, pr- uh, occasionally as well. So it, 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 I think it's just cool how quickly. And how like legit some of the people that like regularly use this app are, and uh, I mean the world of, of sports talk and, and, and podcasting is, is huge, and you know I don't think anything has really made me realize that more than than locker room. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean it's been cool to see the community grow. I think it's a lot easier. I think some of the pace with which that's happened and the kind of notoriety of the names that are on the app so far you know i think a lot of that's been fueled by first of all we have an exceptional team at the company whose job it is is to make sure we have great relationships with people in the world of sports and those relationships compound so you know we meet someone they have a good experience with locker room they tell a friend and that friend wants to talk to us and wants to find a way to get onto the platform i think you know the work of our programming team is is sort of key in making that happen and i think the other thing is it's just a lot easier to spread the word about a social app uh a because social apps are sort of necessarily like are necessarily for communication and are designed to spread and grow in communities and b i think when you use a social app and you have a good experience like most people do on locker room you just like immediately want to invite the next best person uh to that conversation and so what we see on locker room is a lot of people end up inviting you know people that they aspire to talk to or they you know they admire because uh you know they had a really good conversation and think that person would add a lot of value to it and in most cases it's true i feel like every incremental locker room user adds a lot to the conversation so it's uh you know it's 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 fun to watch but i think it's kind of happening naturally which is cool yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely tend to agree with that, and I think that's kind of what happened to me. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to make this a, you know, a thirty minute commercial, but I, I do have to say, like, you know, my experience on here definitely, you know, made me want to share it with folks that I knew were doing content and doing, you know, audio visual content, but I, but they were, you know, perhaps still kind of doing going the Periscope route or the, you Ew. know, the, they were they were putting stuff out. <laughs> They're, they're doing a podcast and then kind of putting it out on Twitter and and asking for responses and, and takes and I'm just like you know you can do that all a locker room and, and still and still utilize other other social media platforms as well to sort of get people to join in on, on the conversation so you know yeah. I, I think it's I think it's awesome it's been it's been a really cool experience so far Thank uh, you. well so what was the the impetus for you to like sort of create something like this? Man, well, I I guess I started this company when I was still living in San Francisco and working at Pinterest at, at the time. While I was still there, the 
basically what happened is the Supreme Court overturned their decision on PASPA, which was the legislation that made it illegal to sports bet. If you remember that, that was 2018. And so to me, it felt like very obvious that someone was going to build a product in sports betting that would change the way people view sports betting forever. And I wanted to be the person to, to do that. So I started thinking a lot more about why sports betting wasn't more popular. And long story short, I ended up, we ended up building a product called uh, Betty, which was a personified sports book. So Betty was an app that or a service, basically, you could text, you could text Betty um, and she would send you bets that were related to the game that you were watching on TV. And if you you could you could take the bet and, uh, you know, the mechanics were very simple. So you could bet a dollar, you win two or you bet two, you win four. And the benefit you'd get from that is that, you, you know, you didn't need to know a ton about uh, sports betting mechanics and you didn't really need to be a sports genius. You just needed to be watching a game on TV uh, to have enough context to bet. And, you know, I, I ran with that idea for a couple of months and then uh, sort of became clear that sports betting wasn't going to become legal on a state by state basis fast enough to support the growth of that app. And so it needed to pivot to become legal today. And so um, pivoted it to an app called Sideline, which you may have heard of, which was in the app store. Sideline was the first publicly released app we built. And Sideline was a live prediction game instead of a live betting game that you played while watching live sports. But basically, you we would ask you a number of questions. If you got a certain number of, qu of those questions correct, you'd win money from a pot that was split amongst all of the winners. Um, and then, you know, after running that app for a while, we started to, to notice some trends and it became clear that you know, while sports fans enjoy talking or, or enjoy sort of betting uh, and, and watching games with each other, the thing that they like to do more than anything else is talk about sports. And so we realized that if we wanted to build something that was lasting in the world of sports, we needed to be facilitating conversation between fans instead of uh, in, instead of really trying to like augment their viewership experience. And so that's how we ended up on building building locker room. Locker room was just an exploration into the idea of building products that help sports fans talk to each other more. What I, and that's, um, I love that explanation. And it's, it's funny because I always was wondering what the Betty Labs email was about. And so now yeah. I get that. And now I completely understand. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know how much of this, this timeline and this process occurred, obviously, during the, you know, the pandemic, I know, I know I heard about the app. I, I would say maybe, maybe summer-ish, um, I want to say. Mm -hmm. So like when that happened, obviously, and I, and, you know, I don't know if you guys were, you know, working in person at all, you know, before all this, but like, how did that sort of, you know, affect things? Did you like, did it derail you at all? Whether it was like mentally or, or, or anything like how did, how did, you, how were you able to pro progress, you know, to the point the app is at now, even through the, the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, Max, you see, pre-COVID, we had a gorgeous office on the beach in Venice Beach. Okay, every day we would go to work, start building cool products for sports fans and be able to look out and see, you know, the ocean waves crashing right on the beach beside us. But then COVID hit and I got relegated to my bedroom. So I would say the biggest challenge has been sort of like leaving our 
communal space where it, you know there's there's something that comes from being in a workspace with all the other people you you work with and, and being able to jam in real time and and decompress together in real time we used to play a lot of poker in the office we used to watch a lot of sports together in the office so you know that i would say that's been the biggest challenge and the biggest difference but on the flip side i think that you know it's a lot easier to focus for me at least working from home um and so you know we cut down on our commute time we don't have to you know deal with that la traffic and instead we 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 wake up early and we're able to j- immediately start jamming and coming up with cool ideas and so i would say the pace with which we built locker room is like twice as fast as we built sideline um part of that is because we learned a lot by building sideline in the, the first time but part of that is just like we've been more efficient working from home together so you know but well, also I, 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 yeah, I, I, I also you're probably asking like what was it like um uh hold on i'm getting a text um i think the other the other big piece was like uh during covid there was there was a six-month period where there were no sports that was very harrowing right it's like one day we had like a roaring app that was like very fun and people were enjoying using it and then the next day we looked up and it was you know it was completely dead like every metric dies because sports died completely so there was definitely like a dark period where we had to sort of you know get creative and and think a little bit deeper about what parts of the sports experience we could access even if there were no games and uh and locker room sort of emerged from that thinking in a lot of ways so and that, that i'm so glad you brought up the fact that there were no sports because i mean that was a huge factor and i think that is it's even more ex- impressive that you know you you are here now you know despite you know that that whole um and, and content essentially and um i, I want to get to some fun questions for you because i know you have a, a short time but before i get to the fun questions i have to ask you this and feel free to say no i don't want to answer it if you if you don't want to but um so I, I i heard about locker room like i said like probably i think mac one of your one of your great interns reached out to me maybe in the summer i believe it was and you obviously have at, at the time at, the, at, the, at that time i hadn't heard about it but I, I, but now we know um you have a there's a competitor out there it's you know similar but locker room is probably more geared towards sports even though you can talk about anything like you had like i thought i think it's crazy how <laughs> both of those things uh have appeared at around the same time like can you talk about that at all like how crazy that is or is it just like is it like some insight like trade secrets that you guys knew that that was on the horizon mm, i think uh I, I, no, I, I mean, I don't think there's like some secret insight, right? I, or, or maybe, or maybe, I, I think all of the growth in the live audio space is sort of born out of like the same set of realizations that people made. I think people noticed that in general, people were having extreme Zoom fatigue. People were, like wanted to communicate with each other remotely, but were tired of being on camera. And for the vast majority of those conversations, maybe the camera isn't super necessary. Uh, in, in facilitating conveying a message. I think a lot of people recognize that people have AirPods and 
uh, you know, more now more than ever are just like constantly connected and able to consume uh, audio uh, and have a clear microphone to be able to produce audio for people. Um, and so I feel like those two macro trends sort of like drove the explosion in live audio that is, is happening right now. Um, but, you know, you know, so I, I, I don't know if it's a coincidence. I think like there, yeah, there are some macro phenomena that are occurring. And I think when a lot of people started to think about what's happening in audio, this, you know, these things became clear. Yeah. And, um, no, I thought I, th- I just thought it was like like really interesting. I had never really heard of the the concept, and then you know, boom, here we go. Like pretty much like you know, two really um, you know popular you know apps that are sort of like same functionality, but a little bit a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I think I think that's pretty cool though. I, I love the that there's competition there. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I'll let people figure out like <laughs> the other thing I'm talking about. But uh so yeah, so some some fun questions, Howard, like what's your hottest what's your hottest sports take like right now? Jesus like your, the the sports take you get the most like backlash about. I'm sure someone listening can type one of my hottest sports take. I feel like uh hmm, let me think. Oh, I think people need to lay off James Harden. I like. I'm totally fine with James Harden going to the club and, and doing what he's doing and wanting to be out of Houston. I get a lot of crap for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a hot one. I think that's a hot one. Oh, I'm like basically retired from the NFL. Uh, I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, maybe, but like I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm basically retired from the NFL. I think I'll probably watch the Super Bowl. I've watched couple of games this season um but i went from like a diehard you know three fantasy football leagues watching every game of the season type fan to basically having only watched two games this season and you know the reason is because i don't really agree with basically any of how the nfl is run as an organization like ethically it doesn't drive with who i am as a person and moreover i think the 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 product is bad i just think like nfl games are kind of messy you know obviously this was like an exceptional year for parody which is like weird that it's the one year that i i'm sort of taking a break from football but you know generally there isn't really much parody and i think the games are messy the rules are hard to understand i'm just a big believer of that in general for sports to be continue to be relevant into the next you know 20 to 30 years they're going to need to become more consumable and more easy to share with friends. And so some sports are just like super well geared towards that. Like tennis and basketball are just very easy to quickly capture a moment of, share with friends, pop into and understand what's happening and enjoy what's going on. And football is like the opposite of that. Football like punishes you if you haven't been tracking the entire game. It punishes you if you don't have a lifetime of experience or interest in the sport. And so, you know, I'm very bearish on sports that are like complicated to understand like that and very bullish on the sports that are much easier. And so that's starting to reflect in my viewership habits. Those are two hot takes. I know you, I think, (laughs) and I'm seeing some, so for those who aren't familiar, locker room has a discussion tab. Well, we can, so we can see the discussion. 
and other people in the room as we speak, which is really cool. And and some people are saying some of your your hot takes. Okay, okay. Russell, I'll talk. I'll talk to you. I'll explain some of these hot takes to you. Um, Kelly okay. says baseball I, eight, eight minutes. Yes, I I made a I made a new rule in 20, uh, 19, 2018 that I was never going to consume more than eight minutes of baseball in a year, no matter what the format is, whether that's like watching clips or games or anything. I think in 2018, I did a good job of it. 2019, I, I ended up watching some of the World Series, so I messed that up. But no more than eight minutes of baseball. This contributes to my feeling that sports should be easily consumable and shareable. Baseball is, again, the is also antithetical to that notion. And so I can't reward baseball with my viewership. So that's baseball eight minutes. Um, Ethan Simon says he thinks Luca is not fun to watch. That's true. I do not find Luka Doncic fun to watch as a basketball player. I intellectually recognize that Luka Doncic is a great basketball player. The numbers speak for themselves. I know he's really good, but he's just, you know, part of, part of why I like to watch sports is like, you know, you want to, you want to, Matt, you want to see someone who looks like they're different than you. You know, I, I watched Luka. He looks like a regular, he looks like he could be my neighbor, you know, out there kind of, chubby puttering around scoring points so it's not a it's it's, uh, it's not that good and yeah i don't think let russell me, wilson's elite let me ask you i i mm, oh man so i i halfway agree with you on russell wilson let me ask okay. you this real quick going back to luca though okay do you have you had you know because you know i gotta ask you this you know i'm a, Horn, a big hornets fan and have you had a chance to watch a hornets game yet and do you think lamello's fun to watch i'm in a uh, uh you know i'm the <laughs> I'm the founding commissioner of a 30-man, 30-team fantasy basketball league, keeper league, okay? It's just like the NBA, and every year we have a rookie draft, and this year I have the top pick in the rookie draft, and uh, I picked LaMelo. So yeah, I've seen some LaMelo games. LaMelo's the truth. LaMelo has turned the Hornets into basketball that you put on your TV, which is a feat that many men have tried to do, and none none have succeeded at so yeah i love lamella okay awesome that's that's good that's good um but yeah no no no. i yeah russell wilson for me is i i just hate i said this in the beginning of the season how you probably were in those rooms when i was saying we want i get that the media feels bad that russell wilson has not gotten an mvp vote vote but what we cannot do is after two weeks of football say start having the discussion about Russell Wilson being the MVP of the league. It just doesn't work yes. like that. And I, it was frustrating to watch the media for, for you know, the first half of the season, like fall over themselves to, you know, put Russell Wilson as, you know, talk about Russell Wilson as if he's the best, you know, as if he should be the MVP and, and all the stuff. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, who, you know, was probably going to be MVP finalist this year had, had not, done anything differently than what he had done the previous year, you know, being Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP and, you know, MVP yeah. two years ago. And I'm just like, yeah. Russ is great, but, you know, it, the quote unquote king has not, has not fallen off the, off the, the throne yet. Yeah. So like the, the, the king hasn't fallen off his throne. And I think that Russ, Russ always has this happen where he has like very strong teams around him. And then he, he has, there's always a streak. There's always like a sick, uh, like a, a four to six game streak of every season where Russ is like lights out. People are like, Russ is the truth. He's so elite. 
but I don't think he, I think he's like kind of a fast burner when it comes to that stuff. So I don't really think of him as, but actually, you know, Ethan, let me update that take. Cause I do think he, he's been doing it for so long that now he's elite. But if you had asked me this in 2018, I would have said Russ isn't elite. That, that, that's an old take. Yeah. No, I think, I think Russ is a, is a great player. I think the, they just, the, C, the Seahawks probably need a little bit more around him than, I mean, he, he can't, you know, he, he's not a guy that can just carry, you know, anything to the, to a, to a title. I think he, he can, he can do it. He can take it to the playoffs, but beyond that, I think he needs a little bit more. I guess for the next, you know, next few months, next year, like, where do you foresee, uh, you know, locker room, and I guess really like the world of sports as well. I mean, it's, it's so hard to predict now. Obviously, we could predict what what would happen in, in 2020 and, and, you know, now. But, um, you know, no matter, I guess, what happens, like what's your, your plan, uh, I guess, for the locker room community and, and what, what more do you want to do uh, with it, with the app? Yeah. I mean, I think so far we've achieved our initial goal, right? We wanted to build a platform where sports fans could come together to talk about sports via audio. That was step one. We've done that and it's starting to work. But the goal for Locker Room going forward is we want to build the best and really the only true social network for sports fans ever. There's never really been a place that was designed to connect sports fans about their interests, about the games that they watch, about the teams that they like, and give them a safe space to talk about sports as much as they want. All of their takes, all of the news, all of the rumors. Um, you know, and connect with the other members of their fan base as possible. And I actually think like the reality is we all love sports. Everybody on this app loves sports and we would all love to connect with other fans and other people who have the same interests as us, but it's just not easy to do that on the internet today. The goal of locker room is to make it so that if you want to meet a bunch of other Broncos fans or whatever it may be and have a, you know, and, and start building real relationships, start a fantasy league, you know, start a group chat, um, you know, you, you have a place to go do that. And I'm excited for when we're able to travel, frankly, because, you know, there's so many people, you know, that I've met on locker room who are fans of teams and regions that I, you know, I'd love to go watch, you know, a, a you know, a, a game in Boston, for example, as a Boston Celtics fan, but I don't really have that many friends who live in Boston, but I've met people, the likes of Margo, who's listening in the crowd, who I'd love to pull up on and go to a, go to a Celtics game with, or I'd love to go to London and, and go to an Arsenal game with William. So, you know, hopefully this platform will start to foster those connections with people. And right now it's just simple audio, which is cool, but we're about to add a lot of fun, funky stuff in the next couple of weeks and months here that you'll see that will make that experience of connecting with each other much richer. So, you know, pretty soon here, the goal, the dream is that everything you know of as sports Twitter just becomes locker room like sports twitter is cool but twitter isn't actually built for sports fans it's just like we've kind of carved out this random corner i want to use locker room to give us our own space that's perfect we might as well end on that howard i, I appreciate you being open honest and accessible um i mean that's the one thing that i i think is just so so important i think is just you know people like either like yourself like you you are the you're the founder, you're the ambassador of the app, and you're a person that is on here, you know, on, on a daily basis, just, you know, chatting up with us. And uh, I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, and, you know, I'll, I, you know, wish you continued success in your own life 
uh, and obviously the app is, I'm, you know, have been excited to see the growth, um, since I've been a, a beta tester, but also, you know, as, as totally. on the app store, more people have, have joined. It's been cool to see the, see the growth and, you know, we'll be following along and have to have you back, um, inside the barbershop, bro. Yeah. Have me, have me back on the barbershop when we've got more time. I'd love to do it. I have questions for you about the barbershop really quickly. What's your, what's your big goal for 2021 with the barbershop? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think the biggest thing I, I just want to do is, um, just to continue to diversify like the way I have conversations. So this year I did, a, I did a little bit on YouTube, tried it out. Um, and right around the time I decided to do that, I, that's when I sort of also discovered, um, or I was, I was reached out to about locker rooms. So I got, I kind of like just dropped that part of it, but I think I wanted to just get back into it a little bit, um, have more of those conversations and just really, my goal is just to figure out like what exactly what exactly the barbershop is because you know in a barbershop you can talk about anything but i i think that i i don't like this line of thinking but it just seems like sometimes it's a little bit more it's a little bit easier to brand yourself when you have a clear thing and my my whole life i've just kind of been able to talk about almost anything and so uh i, I just want to be more clear more concise in, in like what i am uh pushing the plat the the show and, and my own content and myself as and, and branding myself and then possibly possibly a name change i feel like there's a lot of podcasts that are called the barbershop i just i when i started the barbershop i actually i did it with an actual barber and it sort of just made sense we kind of was like a fun like hobby but you know for it to to I think be more of a serious thing. I think I'll just have to do a little bit of a rebrand, but that's, that's kind of my, my plan and my goal this year. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited to witness the rest of your growth this year and, uh, you know, help out in any way that I can. I'm, you know, hopefully I'll be back on the rebranded version of the barbershop and we can have an even longer conversation, but yeah, yeah. I love, I love the show so far and love what you've done, uh, in, in building up this early, early, uh, platform basically howard thanks so much again everybody again mm -hmm. thanks for listening um and everybody thanks so much we'll see you next time on the barbershop peace peace let's rock we at the barbershop let's rock we at the barbershop stay tuned All right, y'all, that's it for this episode of The Barbershop. Keep showing us love. We appreciate it. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast and also share on social media and tell your friends about us. And if you're feeling generous, there's a link in the description to become a monthly subscriber. You can do it for as little as 99 cents and you can support this podcast and help us to grow and to glow. We appreciate all the love. We'll see you next time here at The Barbershop. Stay tuned.